relief, and Grace thought tenderness mingled on his face. They brewed mint tea every day and drank it as they discussed their plans for the yard. They decided to put in a long, narrow bed of daylilies off the front of the deck. Benton said, I haven't had much experience with daylilies. Well then, Grace said, this is where I will teach you. Grace's grandmother, Sabine, a woman Grace had worshipped for her refined tastes, had raised daylilies in her garden. And as a child, Grace had become entranced, not so much with the flowers themselves as with their poetic names. Jock Randall, Ice Carnival, Ginger Creek, Maud's Valentine. She and Benton sat side by side at Grace's kitchen table and pored over the catalogue. I think we need some masculine varieties, Benton said. How about Rocket Booster? Or Piano Man? Or Freedom's Highway? Wolf Eyes, Grace said. Applejack, Benton said. His fingers grazed hers as he turned the page and her ears started to buzz. I'm partial to sweeter names, Grace said. We should get some baby darling. Please, Benton said. Please don't make me plant a flower called baby darling. Grace laughed. What about buttercream, she said. I'll give you buttercream, Benton said, if you give me Broadway starfish. Look at this one, Grace said. Bullfrog kisses, she pointed to the photo in the catalog. That is not a particularly attractive flower, Benton said. Then again, who would want to be kissed by a bullfrog? Grace turned the page. She picked out the best-looking flower on the page and said its name before she thought to stop herself. Blue Desire. Blue Desire, he said. I like it. He raised his head and their eyes locked. Grace knew the tips of her ears must be flaming red. He's going to kiss me she thought. He moved in. Their lips were just about to touch. Grace sucked in her breath, and the soft sound this made seemed to send a jolt through Benton. He backed away. Whoa, he said. I'm so sorry, Grace. I think the names of these flowers are getting me riled up. Don't be sorry, she said quickly. She was devastated that he'd stopped. She wanted to go back to where they'd been a moment before. The fun intimacy of selecting flowers but the magic of that had passed. She closed the catalog and decided to ask him the question she'd been wanting to ask for the past two weeks. Did McGuffey go with you to Morocco? She didn't, Benton said. She got a job teaching sailing out in San Diego. We broke up. As this news settled over Grace, he drummed his fingers on the table nervously. She said, So you're a free man? I'm free, yes. Benton said. Benton, you're married, Grace, he said, to Eddie, who pays my bills. I don't say it, Benton said. He let out a long exhale and stared into his tea. You have a house, you have children, you have a whole life with Eddie. Benton took a sip of his tea. I'm your gardener. You're a lot more than my gardener, Grace said. This winter, when I got your postcards, don't say it. I realized how much you meant to me, Grace said. My friendship with you. This garden, this yard, what we're trying to create here means something to me. Benton said, you have to stop. Stop what? Grace said.
Stop how I feel? Stop how you feel? You don't know how I feel, Benton said. This clammed her up. She thought, oh God, it's one-sided. Unrequited. The loneliest word in the English language. How do you feel? Grace asked. Confused, he said. She sat with that in silence. I am not that guy, Benton said. I never have been. And it's not like you're just some random married woman I met at a bar. You're my client. I know, Grace said. I am not that guy, he said. He backed his chair away from the table. I need to shift my focus. Away from me, Grace said. Away from you. But you do like me, Grace said.